0: the most poignant seven words ever uttered in any speech, anywhere. Don't
2: give up, don't ever give up. So I will never give up.
0: To be honored with this, I now have a responsibility to also not ever give up.
3: And that speech, don't give up, don't ever give up, has created what
4: we're here today. Because of all the donations, research and support, mine is one of the lives that's been saved.
5: He's Jay Williams. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio this morning, presented by Progressive Insurance, also on the ESPN app, 6 and Channel 80, and ESPNU. We love being a part of SB Day. It is the 30th anniversary of it. And by the way, when you donate to the V Foundation, you can feel good about your investment because 100% of your donation goes to cancer research because the V Foundation has an endowment that covers all administrative expenses, 100% of what you give directly goes to the all-star cancer Mm -hmm. researchers working so hard to find a cure. And Charity Navigator, the leading charity evaluator, raised the V Foundation as a four-star charity, placing the V Foundation at the top 2% of all charities. The research and the V Foundation funds all cancer types at leading cancer centers and research facilities nationwide to learn more and give. Go to v.org slash donate today. That is v.org slash donate today. And we always thank you, Jay, and everybody for supporting the V Foundation.
6: It's such an incredible thing that we do. Um, it's a, an incredible thing that we're we're fighting against. And as you may mention in our one, Freddie, um, it, it, there's a relentless fight that is in motion here each and every single day. So we beg you to call in, give yeah. to the Jimmy V Foundation, help us continue this fight against cancer. And like I said today, you know today's always a very emotional day, Freddie. Uh, but throughout. My time at ESPN, 16 years for a pretty long time, uh, and still going, by the way. I'm very thankful for that. Um, some of the moments that we've had throughout the ESPYs on days like today, like really, <laughs> yeah. it, it just it, it brings me back, right? So, like going back to I mean, obviously, we just listened to it, Jimmy B's speech in 1993, which I told you before, very close relationship I have to my mentor and coach K his relationship he had with Jimmy, that plane ride to the SBS where I've heard Coach K talk about this since I've been 19 years old and how he felt like Jimmy B couldn't talk, right. couldn't muster the strength to even get off the plane, yet alone muster the strength to deliver a speech that is one of the best speeches I've ever heard in my life. Um, go back 2000 and, or 1997 when Sidney Poitier oh, yeah. brings up Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. I or like remember that one. That moment. Like I've been on Layla Ali's podcast. I've heard her talk about that moment. Go back to 2003. Coach, do dirty. Do you remember that yeah. Jimmy Fox? I forgot it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, your tennis
5: ball.
6: Yeah. They, well, then he. Did. <laughs> That's How it be Your tennis ball. Can I be your tennis, tennis ball? ball for Serena Williams? Where he serenaded Serena uh-huh. Williams. Absolutely. Right on a day like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just incredible. Oh, you got another 2007. LeBron James as Bobby Brown. So y'all, that's what LeBron James got that. into acting.
5: I forgot about that. How do we feel that? about
6: LeBron James as an actor, though? Like Freddie, are you? I, he can he can
5: take some more lessons.
6: Yates, are you? He Pat No, no. Are you guys okay with LeBron lessons. James as the actor? LeBron, I'm okay with. He can take some more I lessons. That kind of kicked it off. Like he yeah. was, he had the MCA hammer pants on. Yeah, he, he did it in a big way. He can go back
4: inside the actor it's studio. Fine. He's. I think he's really funny as an actor. Yeah. he Okay. I think he's really good. Okay. All
5: right. he needs some more lessons, but I, he's trending that way. I hear you on that one. I Alan. think he's
4: the second funniest actor after Peyton Manning. Oh. or a- athlete. Well, uh, Peyton, Man- oh, Peyton Manning's
5: well, pretty, well. pretty funny. There's no lie You're
6: there. You're not going to go Michael Jordan? I mean, it- Nah, he's
4: not
5: nah, funny. He Michael not. Jordan? Way too serious. Yeah, what he said. But that's who he is. I, exactly. I mean, at he's least Rod gave me a couple ha ha he he's. Mike was like, yo, no, I ain't doing that. get it. Yeah, I ain't doing that. All right, Looney Tunes, let's get it. Yeah. No. Trick
6: Fox. Rick Fox is a second Rick Fox Rick, is pretty good year, actor. He's pretty he's funny. Not, he's not this, funny. He's not funny. Okay, no, okay, he's not. Oh, no, he's funny. Rick Fox so is very the, funny. This is what I need callers, please call in. All right. Who is who was the best athlete actor?
5: The best of athlete, all time? Who to, was the GOAT yeah, of to, athlete well, acting? Well, put it this way, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Airplane.
6: Oh, he was Yeah, he was <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar.
5: <laughs> that, was legit. that is 100% legit. Yes. I like that. Triple A also in. He was also. In, uh, he, was also the, the, he, he was in airplane. He was Bruce also with the Bruce Lee, Lee movie. Bruce Lee Absolutely. Movie. Yep. Inner yeah. the, yep. the Dragon. Enter the Dragon. Enter the Dragon. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. Triple Eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Never seen let, either. Pat? Let's have a little fun no. here. A little fun. Athlete that's been the best actor in your opinion.
6: I feel like Peyton Manning could be a big time actor yeah. if he wanted to.
5: Eli Manning, his brother's underratedly him. funny too. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's well, under- their whole
6: family though. Archie, yeah,
5: their older brother Cooper. As they say that no, they say <laughs> it's Cooper. It's never Cooper. It's <laughs> Cooper. C O O P A. Cooper.
6: I, I feel like they're just like the first family of football. Their family just keeps going. Now it's like little Archie Manning. What school is he going go yeah, to go to? Yeah, Archie Manning
5: at Texas. Yeah, what everybody's waiting to see exactly what he's going to do. Be yeah. a starting yeah. quarterback. Actors that have been the great athletes have been great actors. Let us know at triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. I don't know if we can say there's a goat actor. That's been uh, that was a great athlete. I don't know if we can say that.
6: No, the the go athlete. Yeah.
5: Actor. Okay. Yeah.
6: Come on, there hey, are Can we there. count all of the guys in like Mike as one unit? No, yeah, because collectively what you they mean? weren't in- Dirk in that joint, JK in that joint. That is one unit.
5: Man, one unit, nah. On, you, they, they had get, a bunch wait. of cameos. Yeah. How you yeah. was in that nah. too? Nah. That's what yeah. I'm saying. You can't like, do big, that. Yeah, you I get you, his talent back. Nah, you get his talent nah, back. Nah, nah, not doing that. Jamie, hanging out with us in Indiana. Hey, Jamie, give us an athlete that was a great athlete that turned out to be a pretty good actor. Jamie, what you got to say? 888-729-3776.
4: Well, you can do most of your. Wrestlers who went out there and did something, but how the hell did you miss Jim Brown?
5: That's, the, oh, that's fair. That's fair. That is completely fair. That's fair. I, I didn't Jim think Brown,
6: about that. That is. Com- I mean, good call, Jamie. Good call, Jamie. You're right. <laughs> Spot Shame on, on I mean, <laughs> us.
5: Yeah, that that is completely completely fair. I don't mind how I get my coat pulled like that when we forget about Jim Brown because he's starting a whole bunch of things.
6: I mean, he was, I'm looking it up now. Running Man. That, running,
5: oh, man. He's great in Running Legendary. Man. Legendary. Yeah. yeah. He, got start, he got started in Rio Conchos. He left the NFL and he starred in a movie immediately after leaving the NFL.
4: None of us are convinced that you guys are talking about real movies. You guys are absolutely Shut up. These me don't mean sound up. like real Not movies. Now
5: you guys sound Adam Sandler uh, in the movie The Wedding Singer. You better get back I in neither. there. They I don't think, sound I think real. they're turning on George.
6: So are we considering Dwayne The rock Johnson? Like, like he's a legit athlete, right? He he does athletic stuff in the entertainment field. Everybody can see everybody's face right
4: now in our studio. I was like,
5: yeah. He does athletic stuff in the entertainment field. I don't know if I consider wrestling a sport.
4: Well, I just think we're talking about guys who were like great professional athletes right. who okay. also act yeah. like yeah. ray okay. allen and he got game i think that
5: was pretty yeah, good that was jesus settles yeah that was pretty good oh so, a so yeah so. hello
6: lala la, <laughs> hey Your lala still got <laughs> oh, good lala still has me
5: good lord Den, <laughs> dennis in ohio give us a great athlete to at time to be a pretty good actor dennis what you got to
2: say i've got shaquille o'neal in blue chips Ooh, okay
5: somebody yeah. in here my behind 100 that's right that was, really, yeah, that, that was good Nick Nolte was like
6: the, the, the coach at yeah, church. Yeah, he was at the, the yeah. Baptist church. Yeah, exactly. With the praise hands, the, uh-huh. the spirit fingers he, up in And the air. He's like
5: dunking up people like underneath in this like this cave situation down in Louisiana. Oh, that Penny
6: Hardaway, I mean. Penny that was, Hardaway yeah. was in that
5: movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All those all those uh, cameos Indiana, in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Forgot about that. Shaq's a good Shaq's, Shaq, a, Shaq's a big time. I'll say this Shaq's about big Shaq. Big Shaq is the best retired athlete ever. No one has had more fun being a retired athlete than Shaquille O'Neal.
6: He's still doing it.
5: Absolutely. The Have General.
6: Have you ever been to his work seminar? You know no. he puts on a conference for all the brands that he represents really? and tells them like what his content strategy is going to be the following year. It's damn really? incredible. He's one of the most really? bonafide businessmen that nobody talks about. Like he owns That's true. he owns so much equity in so many different brands. Like even the way he played the whole the whole Home Depot thing. Absolutely. Like he just, he yeah. kick game online and then buy a piece of the company.
5: Yeah, but he had the best retirement ceremony ever where he invited the, the reporters, had like a mini press conference, then everybody was eating, going on rides in his backyard and everything. I said, nobody enjoys retirement better than Shaquille O'Neal. Arnold and Palmer. I was
6: the NBA on TNT. Arnold Palmer?
5: Arnold Palmer's pretty good at I wonder what Tiger Woods going to look Tiger. like when he retires. I wonder what that's going to look like. Yeah. Yeah. I
6: mean, all the course designs. Mm -hmm. I mean, he came out with, aren't they coming out with some kind of like a PG, it's not PGA, but uh, some kind of like. Like top golf or something like that. Yeah. Like something like that. Yeah. In arena golf. Yeah. He wants to do what Jack Nicklaus was able to
5: do. Yeah, Jack Nicklaus was able to make that happen.
4: You know, he's got a a whole chain of mini golf courses that he's starting up.
5: Really? Not that I didn't know.
4: Like he's designed all these mini golf courses, mostly in like South Florida and stuff like that that are awesome. Now now, see, for
5: me who doesn't golf without a clown's mouth and a windmill, that's right up my alley right there. Mini golf? Mini, mini golf. Or oh, pitch and putt.
6: Look, you look a strong golfer.
5: No, I I tried to golf. Drive big drive guy. No, big drive guy. Guys, I'm telling Little you.
6: Little big drive guy. Guys, Little big driver.
5: Guys, I'll tell you this Little right long now. Shorty. Put, I, put, I was more like a shorty shorty. I tried golf for about <laughs> eight to nine months. Bought a whole set of clubs. Wanted to learn the game. Because I love watching golf. I love the Ryder Cup. I love the majors. I love everything. Man... After about nine months, I said, my, my, uh, one of my best friends got a brand new set of clubs that looked like they had never been used. That's how bad I was. And I said, I'm not doing this.
6: You didn't stick with it? Couldn't stick with it. Could not stick with just it. Tried. Me, just meet me at the 19th, man. That's all we got. Oh, yeah. The we'll ninth, meet, we'll meet I, I win the That's
5: 19th fine. hole all the time. There's no doubt about that. I may, not lose, I may not win in the game of golf, but I'm winning the 19th hole.
6: Madden in Tennessee, what you got? Kogan. Who'd you say?
0: Got to go with Hulk Hogan.
6: Hulk Hogan. As an actor? As an
4: actor, though? I don't know. Yeah, some was, of the older his movies. movies. were terrible. Yeah, I, I don't
6: know uh, about them.
5: I mean, I, I I'm love, not trying to I destroy Mad but... Tennessee. I love, I, love, I love them. I love the Hulkster. Let me tell you something, brother. I was not bad of an actor. But I don't know about that one. I don't know about Hulk Hogan.
4: i kind of leave what that movies alone. movies were Hulk Hogan? Was he even See,
5: in? If you got to look them up and you don't know off the top of your head, that's probably not a good He's, sign.
4: He was great in Rocky Three.
5: Well, everybody's reading Rocky 3. Uh, Thunderlips. Yeah, Mr. Thunder T Lips. made that whole movie. He, Mr. T made that whole movie as far as that goes. Deshaun in Indiana, give us a great athlete who turned to be a pretty decent actor, my friend.
6: Man, Carrie, Irvin, and Uncle Drew. I mean, I'm come on, Mel. I'm not mad at it. I'm yeah. not mad at it. Uncle Drew was a dope movie. It was, it was, it was a great cast. Yeah. Uncle Drew is
5: yeah. sneaky. Yeah, Uncle, to your point, Deshaun, Uncle Drew is very sneaky funny. It really is.
6: Nate Robinson was in that. Uh-huh. Jack was in I mean, that.
5: yeah, Lil Rel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rell makes that whole movie for me. Lil, Lil Rell's tremendous in Uncle Drew. He makes that whole movie for me. There's okay. no doubt about that. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't That's think good. that movie was going to be good, and then I watched it. You know what? That movie didn't stink. It no, it was good. It was,
6: it was, there are certain movies that when I watch them, I'm like, I just wasted two hours of my life. That's oh how my I God. feel. God. Isn't that the that worst? That was not one of
5: them. Yeah. No, I didn't waste I, I didn't look at that and say that's, that my life's not getting back because of that. I'm with you yeah. when it comes to Uncle Drew. One last one from Ken in Alabama. Ken, give us an athlete that was really, really good. that are trying to be a really good actor.
3: Gentlemen, it is old school Burt Reynolds, smoking a bandit, the longest yard. Get your old bitch in there <laughs> and run the ball. I'm
5: mad at Burt Reynolds. No, I mean, he was great at Florida State. Yeah. Great running back at Florida State, yeah. yeah, no doubt about that. And I mean, Burt Reynolds kind of people don't realize there's, there's there's certain people that uh before people's time in this day and age. People don't realize how large Burt Reynolds was in this country, where he's like the number one dude and actor. I mean, even once John Wayne went right there, he became that. Oh my god! In the seventies, between smoking and bandit, I was not the born longest yet. yard. I know you weren't I'm born yet. to be a historian. I'm here to educate you guys. No, be, no, no. I'm here be, for it. I'm yeah, here
6: for it. But but
5: you go back in time and see not how massive he was. Burt Reynolds okay. was massive. I respect it. Was I respect massive. it. And if people forget, Terry Bradshaw was in that movie. Terry yeah, is an yeah, yeah. actor. And yeah. the Bandit, absolutely. Wow. One underrated Burt Reynolds movie where he's a detective, Sharky's Machine, unbelievable movie. Great. great detective movie. What was
6: the name of the movie? Sharky's Machine. Oh, Sharky's name, Machine. Name of the movie. Okay.
5: Great underrated movie with Burt Reynolds.
6: Yeah, see, I'm here for you. I know, I'm, I'm here <laughs> to listen.
5: <laughs> I'm here for <laughs> you as far as that goes. Keep your calls coming in terms of an athlete that was terrific, that became a really terrific actor. We'll keep taking your calls at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And you're going to hear another great speech involving SB Day 2023 from our late great friend Stuart Scott.
3: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know we're big fans of BetterHelp in all the ways it can help people with their mental health. And this year has gone quickly. And so I'd like you to think about something that you're proud of in 2024 so far. Think about what you would be proud of. What's something you still want to accomplish this year? And when life goes fast, it's important to take a moment to celebrate those wins. And therapy can help you take stock of your progress And set achievable goals for the next six months for the rest of the year. So you can look back on the rest of the year, the way that you have this past year to know that it went the way that you wanted. And therapy is helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, I urge you give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible. And suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So take a moment for you. Take a moment. Visit betterhelp.com unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelphelp.com slash unsportsmanlike.
5: For the
2: ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture.
5: This is ESPN Radio. Thanks for joining us here on SB Day 2023 on ESPN Radio. This morning, got my man Jay Williams and Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. Don't forget about us on your smart speaker by saying, play ESPN Radio and You Like we mentioned, it's SB Day. If you're like any of us, SB Day makes you think about the unforgettable words of our late, great teammate, Stuart Scott. Stuart said, and I quote, you beat cancer by how you live, why you live, and the manner in which you live. He lived his life to the fullest, and even as he battled that illness, he championed research that would improve outcomes for others. The Stuart Scott Memorial Cancer Research Fund support research into health inequalities as well as V. Scholar grants being given out that funds scientists from minority ethnic groups underrepresented in science. So if you're able... We hope you'll be able to join us today, part of SB Day 2023, and support the critical work of the V Foundation for Cancer Research And out of our late great friend Stuart Scott. Go to V.org slash Stuart. Now to help the V Foundation achieve victory over cancer, that's V.org slash Stuart. We talk about the great speech by Jimmy Valvano. Stuart Scott's speech, not that far behind either. If you heard it then, you can't wait to hear it now on ESPN Radio.
0: Every day I am reminded
5: that our life's journey is really
0: about the people who touch us. When I first heard that I was going to be honored with this reward, the very first thing that I did was I was speechless, briefly. I've presented this award before. I mean, I've watched in awe as Kay Yow and Eric LeGrand and all these other great people grace this stage. And although intellectually, I get it, I'm a public figure, I have a public job, I'm battling cancer, hopefully I'm inspiring. At my gut level, I really didn't think that I belonged with those great people. But I listened to what Jim Valvano said 21 years ago. The most poignant seven words ever uttered in any speech anywhere. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Those great people didn't. Coach Valvano didn't. So to be honored with this, I now have a responsibility to also not ever give up. I'm not special. I just listened to what the man said. I listened to all that he said, everything that he asked of us. And that's to build the V Foundation. And let me tell you, man, it works. I'm talking tangible benefits. You saw me in that clinical trial. Now, here's the thing about that Coach Valvano's words 21 years ago, helping me and thousands of people like me right now, direct benefits. That's why all of this, why we're here tonight, that's why it's so important. I also realized something else recently. You heard me kind of allude to it in the piece. I said, I'm not losing. I'm still here. I'm fighting. I'm not losing. But I got to amend that. When you die, that does not mean that you lose to cancer. You beat cancer by how you live, why you live and in the manner in which you live. So live, live, fight like hell. And when you get too tired to fight, then lay down and rest and let somebody else fight for you. That's also very, very important. I can't do this, don't give up thing all by myself. I got thousands of people on Twitter and on the streets who encourage me. I got these amazingly wonderful people at ESPN. I got corporate executives, my bosses, this is true, who will text message me and they'll say, hey, I uh, heard you had chemotherapy today. You want me to stop by on the way home from work and pick you up something to eat and bring it to you? Seriously? Who does that? <laughs> Whose boss does that? My bosses do that. But even with all that, the fight is still much more difficult than I even realized. What you didn't see in the piece is what's gone on probably the last 10 days. I just got out of the hospital this past Friday, seven days stay. Man, I crashed. I had liver complications, I had kidney failure, I had four surgeries in a span of seven days. I had Tubes and wires running in and out of every part of my body. And guys, when I say every part of my body, every part of my body. As of Sunday, I didn't even know if I'd make it here. I couldn't fight. But doctors and nurses could. The people that I love, my friends and family, they could fight. My girlfriend who slept on a very uncomfortable hospital cot by my side every night, she could fight. The people that I love did last week what they always do. They visited, they talked to me, they listened to me, they sat silent sometimes, they loved me. And that's another one of the components of the V Foundation. This whole fight this journey thing is not a solo venture. This is something that requires support. I called my big sister Susan a few days ago. Why? I needed to cry. It was that simple. And I know that I can call her, I can call my other sister Cynthia, my brother Stephen, my mom and dad, and I can just cry. And those things are very important. I have one more necessity. Eh, it's really two. Two very vibrant, intelligent, beautiful young ladies. The best thing I've ever done, the best thing I will ever do, is be a dad to Taylor and Sydney. It's true. I can't ever give up because I can't leave my daughters. Yes, sometimes I embarrass them. Sometimes they think I'm a tyrant. That's a direct quote. There is an adjective that described tyrant, too, but I'm not going to go there. But Taylor and Sydney, I love you guys more than I will ever be able to express. You two are my heartbeat. I am standing on this stage here tonight because of you. My oldest daughter, Taylor, I wanted her to be here, but college sophomore, summer school, second semester, starting this week, baby girl, I love you, but you go do you. You go do that. My littlest angel is here. My 14-year-old. City, come up here and give dad a hug because I need one. I want to say thank you, ESPN. Thank you, ESPYs. Thank all of you. Have a great rest of your night and have a great rest of your life.
5: The words of Stuart Scott from back in 2014 when he was awarded the Jimmy V. Award for Perseverance and he was a champion for cancer research. He was especially driven to improve outcomes for minorities disproportionately affected by the disease. And with ESPN's help, the V Foundation has awarded over $16 million in grants from the fund since 2015. That is 54 grants all time. And specifically, these grants funded through the Stuart Scott Fund are directed to research focused on racial disparities in cancer outcomes, as well as general cancer research led by scientists from underrepresented groups. Real quick, every time I see that speech, I just think about the last time I saw him and how he was still strong with everything that was going on in his life. And he wanted to make sure that he was going to do everything he could to try to do and overcome that that finally took the life of Stuart Scott.
6: You know, Freddie. It's um, as as a father of three, um, you know, I often think about because I've gone through you know a, a life altering experience. You know, how would it be for my kids if they were alive and something like that happened to me and they had to handle that? And I uh, hearing Stuart talk about his girls. And how strong they've had to be in watching that and uh, helping their father transition. I can't imagine that at their young age um, and how difficult. That's why the sense of community that we're building is so important to have for these people as they go through these challenging times. It's tough. It it is very tough.
5: tough, No doubt about that. It gets tougher, but the fight cannot ever stop because cancer is not going to stop. And bringing the fight to the table, that's what we're going to continue to do. Part of SB Day 2023, like we mentioned, go to v.org slash Stuart, not Stewart, excuse me, now to help the V Foundation achieve victory over cancer. That is v.org slash Stuart. With Jay Williams, and Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us this morning on ESPN Radio and ESPNU. We're going to be joined by an athlete who's not only doing great things on the football field, but his work off the football field goes beyond that. Keep it here on ESPN Radio.
2: If you're on the course, you know that golf gets so much harder when you're not comfortable. Elevate your game with the Task Performance Clubhouse collection made with highly technical fabric blends created exclusively for the Task brand. Amazingly soft, lightweight, breathable, durable, and versatile. Task garments keep you fresh and comfortable all day on the course, in the office or for travel. Task has harnessed the performance attributes of natural materials to deliver better apparel, made better, and for better experiences. The Clubhouse Collection features polos, shorts, pants, and layering pieces in a wide variety of colors and patterns. Task Clubhouse Collection will have you turning heads on and off the green. The perfect mix of casual and active pieces. The Clubhouse Collection elevates the golf classics through innovative and functional fabrics and design. It's time to step up your game with golf attire that truly makes a difference. Check out Better Now at TaskPerformance.com. Use code SPORTS to get 20% off. That's code SPORTS at tasc
6: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive
5: He's Jay Williams. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, and ESPN2, presented by Progressive Insurance. And this year's Sports Humanitarian Team of the Year Award finalists include the Indianapolis Colts and the New York Jets. The winner of the Team Award will be announced during the ESPYs. Last year, the Denver Broncos were named the winner of the Sports Humanitarian Team of the Year Award as part of the Sports Humanitarian Awards at the ESPYs. And new for the 2022-23 season, the NFL established the Inspired Change Change Make Award. That recognizes individuals who are making a difference in their communities through social work, either individually or apart as a nonprofit organization across each of the NFL's thirty-two club markets. Mm-hmm. And Justin Simmons, the outstanding safety of the Denver Broncos, was mentored, mentored the team's Change Maker Award nominees through the RISE program and the team's boys and girls club. It's an absolute pleasure to bring one of the best safeties in the National Football League when it comes to Justin Simmons. Hit him on Twitter at jsims Sims1119. And Justin, what more can you tell us about your involvement with the Change Maker? award nominees for the ESPYS in 2023
1: yeah the two the two young ladies that i've had the opportunity to work with uh have been absolutely amazing and uh nashara west and uh Najere, i mean Nishara Ellerby and Najare west have been uh so impactful just in my life and to see their growth in the community and the impact that they have in their own community and how they want to inspire others and albeit, you know, and they're still only 15 years old, 16 years old, and they have so much more to learn and so much more to grow in. And they're already impacting lives in their community. It's been absolutely amazing to be able to work with them over at the Boys and Girls Club.
6: Justin, I I do work with the Boys and Girls Club as well here in the Northeast. And, uh, you know, I, I have so many conversations with different people. And one of the things, you know, Marcus Smart got traded from Boston down to Memphis. And one of the things I kept hearing around Boston for him is just, how involved in the community he was right and that's not the case for every athlete how important is community involvement uh just for the future of what we do as athletes to give back but also just not like money monetarily but like time equity how important is that
1: it's it's super important it's super important i think i think the number one commodity in life that you can never get back and is the most valuable is time and so I think it says something about you and your personality and just you as a person when you're going out and you're just giving your time to somebody else and especially young kids and especially young kids that may feel less than or feel like they're not in that, uh, adequate to other kids. And so I, I think when you're going to places like the Boys and Girls Club or you're just going out in the community. And for me, it's all about giving back to our youth and, and you show up and you, they're like, you play for so-and-so, and you do this, and let me see the picture. Let me see you in a jersey. And wow. yeah, they're, they're like, well, why are you here? Why are you? And it's just, I want to hang out with you guys. I want to be able to show you that uh, we're one and the same. And if I can invest with invest into you and you can believe that, you can achieve so many great things in life, and you just have to believe it.
5: One of the best safeties in the National Football League of the Denver Broncos, Justin Simmons, joining us here, part of SP's Days 2023 with Jay Williams and Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio. Justin, you're still a very, very young man. Where does this sense, where did this really start with you being involved in the community, trying to make things better for people, even long before you got to the National Football League and became a star?
1: Yeah, it it, it all started with my parents. And, um, you know, my dad specifically, um, God rest his soul, I know we were just, you guys, the segment before, just talking about, um, you know, Stuart Scott and the Jimmy V Foundation. I lost my dad to cancer as well. And he was so impactful on my life and such from an early age, he always taught me and, uh, you know, almost like a LeVar ball, if you will, my son's going to do this, my son's going to do that and spoken into existence. But from an early age, he was always telling me how important it is to give back because I mean, I'm not going to be where I want to go, going by myself. There's going to be people along the journey that have helped me, that have spoke life into me and that have been there with me every step of the way. And I need to remember that. And I need to steward that well as I'm, you know, climbing up in my professional career. And so I, I've, that's always been in the back of my mind. And I've seen and everywhere I go that I've seen other athletes do it. I've seen it modeled really well. And I've seen it modeled very poorly. And I I recognize how impactful that can be um, in this current temporary platform we're playing in the NFL. And I want to always make sure I take advantage of that.
6: Three-time All-Pro Justin Simmons Broncos safety joining us here on ESPN radio with Jay Williams and Freddie Coleman, Justin, uh, a new leader in the house in Sean Payton. Let's talk about some football, right? Uh, Obviously you've been with the Broncos for a good stint. You've gone through a difference of head coaches. How is Sean Payton's approach different than the rest thus far?
1: Yeah, sean, Sean's sean been a, a pleasure to work with so far. I think uh, the number one word, if I had to describe it in one word that I've used, is uh, it's, it's been really educational. I think the way that Sean has come in, you can tell, um, you know, most of us have seen him from the outside looking in when he was with the Saints. And so him coming in, you could tell that he has a certain way he likes to do things and he does it at a high level and he does it really well. And the practices, the number one thing that I've noticed um, as opposed to coaches in years past as the practices have been really educational. I mean, he will stop practice and explain why that was good, why that was bad, and explain how that's burned him in a game or has helped him in a game, or he's seen how it's burned somebody else or how it's helped somebody else. And it really just gives you the picture of how important details are and how important details um, are to winning games. And that's been the most, just in the few months that I've had the chance to you know, be out there on the field and go through OTAs, that's probably been the most eye-opening aspect of of Coach.
5: What is it like having a guy like that in the building? Because we know his success is going to be predicated not only how he conveys information to the team, but to the quarterback, Russell Wilson, because that's been that story, Justin. How's this going to work? What have you been able to see from those two that said, yep, that was last year. It's a brand new deal now because this guy's not only going to make us better, but he's going to make Russell Wilson better as a quarterback.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I think, I think that's the same, you know, almost like the same answer. Just in the few, uh, months that we've had in OTAs and the few practices that we've had, you can just kind of tell, um, you know, their relationship and how it's growing and how that's kind of manifesting itself. Obviously, uh, Sean's resume speaks for itself and so does Russ's. And then I think, uh, that relationship is going to continue to grow. It's going to continue to blossom and flourish. And we're going to see the, uh, we're going to see the effects of that, you know, preseason, camp, and then obviously heading into the regular season. But Russ is going to be great, man. He's one of the hardest workers I've had the pleasure of uh, working with, and I'm excited to see him a year or two.
6: Justin, uh, there's no doubt. I think Russ is going to be reinvented in Sean Payton's new offense there. And obviously your defense kept you guys in so many games. I need you to keep it a buck, though, right? Because on the journey to success, it's never easy, right? If it was easy, everybody would do it, Justin. And there were times last year where it felt like the defense – was so annoyed, so <laughs> angered by Russell Wilson, like what were like can you take us back to some of those growing pain like moments obviously that you guys had to witness and and how you guys have grown from those experiences
1: yeah, no it's it's no doubt and i and you you know jay and I, and, it, and there's viewers that know anytime you're in a sport and you know you're preaching brotherhood and and you're all in it, it's all great when you're winning, right, and then right. you hit adversity and adversity hits. Um, if it's truly a brotherhood, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be a little, uh, yep. test to see, uh, you know, how hard you guys are really invested into each other. And obviously we've seen stuff like that. We've seen, um, there may be a little outburst on the sidelines and things like that that, you know, popped up throughout the year. But truly, and I could tell you this from a defensive standpoint, you know, I can even remember going back to us playing the Baltimore Ravens. We played them in Baltimore and we lost that game 10 to three. And everyone's first thought is like, oh, there it is again the defense showed up offense couldn't find a way to win the game but if uh, you go back and watch that game um it was uh it was 3-3 uh the ravens were in a two-minute drive to you know to go down the i'm sorry it was 7-3 the ravens had a two-minute drive to go down the field and um you know try and score a touchdown to win the game and they did and uh we ended up losing that game 10-7 and uh not 10-3 and so you and then my immediate thought as a defensive player is like, well, we had that game won, right? This is not an offensive, it's not an offensive problem. You know, we can talk about the X's and O's throughout the rest of the game, but the game was uh, seven and three, we were winning and we need to find a way to close out that game. And unfortunately um, we did not. And so those are just some of the things I look at from, you know, a defensive standpoint, like you're not always going to be able to point the finger and there may be some times. And of course the offense is going to fix their stuff, but we need to stay on top of ours too.
5: And I think that's what, um, great teams obviously need to be able to do. It. And this way Justin Simmons doesn't get like Alvin Mack from the program and the sidelines and then all hell's going to break loose. The offense does not do their job like <laughs> last year compared to this year. Hey, Justin, you're one of our favorites. Keep it the great work, not only on the field, but off the field. And thanks for so much for joining us on SB Days 2023 on ESPN Radio. Congrats,
6: brother.
1: Thank you guys so much for having me.
2: When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups and sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up and power your buys and tries the right way or de-stress with some cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
7: Can you remember the last time you had fun on a bike ride? Electric e bikes the number one seller of e-bikes in America, is here to bring fun and joy back to biking. Their riders routinely say they feel like kids again riding these bikes, and one even said, I'm a 46-year-old man, and I can honestly say I haven't had this much fun on a bike since I was 10 years old. These e-bikes from Electric are fast. They're up to 28 miles per hour. They offer lightweight and foldable e-bikes, so you can easily take them on the go to explore national parks, campgrounds, and more. Even if you don't have a truck, trailer, or a bike rack, many of their models will fit in the trunk of a car. They also offer long-range batteries that provide over 65 miles of range so you can explore further and longer. Just head on over to electricebikes.com today and take their bike quiz to find a model that's perfect for your needs. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-Ebikes.com.
5: This is ESPN Radio. Freddie Coleman, Jay Williams, together. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio this morning. The ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, and ESPN. You presented by Progressive Insurance. The NFL does not mind tension when it makes the money.
6: Freddie, this is spicy. It's, it's, this spicy, is spicy is not boy. the word. This is like
5: cayenne pepper t- spicy when it comes I, I, to this. I
6: feel like I'm watching. I'm reading a soap popper.
5: Yeah, like and, that's what
6: it feels like. It feels like I'm reading true crimes right now.
5: Well, the NFL is the best reality show going. And this adds more to it. ESPN Investigative Unit has taken an in-depth look into the John Gruden email case. This story just dropped about 40 minutes ago, give or take a lie or two. Back in 2022, ESPN reported that the NFL believed Washington Commander's owner, Dan Snyder, was behind the leaks of Gruden's emails, which contained what was characterized as a series of racist, homophobic comments. The fallout included Gruden resigning as head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, new reporting reveals that a larger cast of people may have played a role in leaking the emails and some of the key points of investigation as part of a full article posted on ESPN.com. Jay, you and I love to read. You're a voracious Mm -hmm. reader. What's the one takeaway after reading this and digesting it that you were able to take from this article that dropped about 40 minutes ago? Well, number
6: one, John Gruden should have been fired. Like I, I, I firmly believe that. How it went down leads to a series of other questions. The first thing I asked when all this stuff dropped Was who has the most to gain from this quote unquote leaked information? Right. Why would this come out now when it's happened so long ago? And somebody obviously has a gripe against the Mark Davis family or John Gruden, right? Like this seems to me like this is more. uh, Patty LaBelle. Patty LaBelle, yes. (laughs) Maybe from the NFL side, but also when you start reading, this article is so enlightening. Uh, I can't wait to continue to talk about it. When you start right. understanding uh, some of the resources that were involved here with a New York law firm, Reed Smith, and how they had help from the CEO of Rock Nation and Desiree Perez. Right. And I, I'm going to read you one of the quotes because obviously Desiree Perez was in a position of influence and power. They got a deal for $25 million from the NFL and Roger Goodell about social injustice and how they're going to attack that. Because they Obviously said the owners Jay-Z, were blind to the whole thing that right? was going on with yep, that. Yeah, this led to a lot of halftime performances that we've seen, right, to get back. No doubt. Uh, and as the article reads, as an influential NFL consultant and a Snyder confident, that's how it's labeling Desiree Perez, okay, oh told ESPN, the group dusted off a playbook they had used In Alex Rodriguez lawsuit against Major League Baseball years ago, a source was told by an attorney involved that Perez saw the chance to help the commissioner. Goodell and the league, quote, Goodell and the league wanted to off Gruden and seem like they were tough on racism. This was a gift, end quote. I mean, all this is so, Mm -hmm. it's so deep here on why that went down. (laughs) I don't even know where to go with it. I don't know where to go with it. I mean, I'm still trying to download and process all this.
5: The one thing that always jumps out to me when something like this comes to light the NFL does not want anybody messing with two things power and money. They will go through so many different avenues and so many different people, fair and definitely unfair, to protect the two things they love the most. They don't care about players, they don't care about fans. They care about money and power. And it goes back to how much they protected Dan Snyder throughout all of this. A guy who was a terrible owner and based on accounts, an even worse human being. Time and time again, Jay, they kept making excuses for him until it got to the point he was losing two things, power and money in the NFL. Then all of a sudden he became collateral damage like John Gruden and other people, you cannot mess with the NFL when it comes to two things that they crave, money and power. And this article exacerbated that once again. Oh, and
6: Freddie, I mean, there's so many pending lawsuits here, not only from John Gruden's side, but if you just look at the list of denials and all these responses, right? League spokes- spokesman Brian McCarthy repeated the league's denial Uh, They were responsible. Neither, he said, quote, neither the NFL nor the commissioner leaked Coach Gruden's offensive emails, end quote. You have Perez declined repeated opportunities to speak with an ESPN reporter. Uh, Commander spokesman, spokeswoman Jean Medina declined to answer any questions about the leaks, But it issued a statement that, quote, ownership is working constructively with the league to finalize the sale of the Washington Commanders (laughs) to Joshua Harris, to the Josh Harris group, and will continue to support the organization through the transition process, end quote. Demar Smith, NFL PA, Uh right, leader of the PA, he declined to comment through the union spokesman, George Alea. So it's everybody saying I'm declining. Uh I'm focused on what I'm focused on. Uh It's going to lead to a lot more to unfold here. (laughs)
5: Until that first Thursday night on September 7th when no one no, was okay. going to care. exactly When Detroit exactly. takes on Kansas the NFL knows this. You can try to dent them. They're going to be Teflon, but they know the minute the season starts, what are people do not want to talk about? Stuff like this.
6: I mean, I, and look, John Gruden, quick quote, it's ridiculous the league thought they could just cherry pick emails from years ago when I wasn't even a coach and tried to end my career. Yeah. In mm-hmm. uh, quote,
5: yeah, the, the article titled He I was don't free like the emails, clear. but he has a point. He does have a point. Seth Wickersham part of that article, joins us at eight fifteen. Boy, ESPN Day, part of ESPN Radio, mm-hmm. continues with Jay Williams and Freddie Coleman. That's next. Mm-hmm. This is ESPN Radio. More next.
7: Can you remember the last time you had fun on a bike ride? Electric E-Bites, the number one seller of e-bikes in America, is here to bring fun and joy back to biking. Their riders routinely say they feel like kids again riding these bikes, and one even said, I'm a 46-year-old man, and I can honestly say I haven't had this much fun on a bike since I was 10 years old. These e-bikes from Electric are fast. They're up to 28 miles per hour. They offer lightweight and foldable e-bikes, so you can easily take them on the go to explore national parks, campgrounds, and more. Even if you don't have a truck, trailer, or a bike rack, many of their models will fit in the trunk of a car. They also offer long-range batteries that provide over 65 miles of range so you can explore further and longer. Just head on over to electricebikes.com today and take their bike quiz to find a model that's perfect for your needs. That's l e c t r i c ebikes.com.